0: You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey, on AM 1360 WNJC.
1: You know what cheers me up? when Rolled up aces over kings.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of
1: Cards. Today The game is
2: different, with author and professional poker player Ashley
1: Adams. Okay, you have some skin.
3: Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You are listening to House of Cards. We're happy to have you for an hour. This hour, we have two great guests. Uh, The first one is famous, very famous. You know him as the World Series of Poker Main Event Champion of 2006. He's also a well-known poker philanthropist. He does a lot of charity poker events. His name is Jamie Gold. He has a new venture. We're going to talk to him about that. Then we're going to be joined by a poker entrepreneur. His name is Brian Molesky, and he has started quite a while ago uh, the Midstakes Poker Tour, which is now booming. We're going to talk to him about exactly what the Midstakes Poker Tour is, what their latest developments are, and where they may be going. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
4: Just use offer code B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com.
0: Look, I really think it's time for us to do something. This is all getting way out of hand. What do you mean, the song is sweet? You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey. Follow the show on Twitter at HOC Radio. You're listening to the House of Cards. The way I see it, poker's like some kind of cosmic metaphor. It's like
3: even though the cards fall in a random order that you can't possibly predict, you can still beat them. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And if you listen to this show, you probably hear a lot of guests whose names you never heard of. And then you feel like, wow, that was an interesting guest. Well, this is a guest who you have heard of who's also been a great guest on this show. His name is Jamie Gold. He was the 2006 World Champion Poker Player, the winner of the 2006 World Series of Poker main event. Jamie, are you there? I am. Great. Well, You know, for those people that haven't been following you and your career, why don't you fill our listeners in on what you've been doing since your last appearance on this show a couple of years ago, and then I want to make sure you talk about the Island Breeze Casino and your poker room on it.
5: Sure. Uh, In the last couple of years, I've been spending an equal amount of time creating a new uh, business, which is – live poker room on a casino ship out of palm beach um we have uh 12 of these planned uh, it's a public company that i work for called island breeze international and the first one just opened this weekend in palm beach uh it's a beautiful ship and uh the other half of my time as always is spent uh raising money for the charitable causes that i believe in and most of the events that we do are poker charity tournaments um, because I feel like it's, you know, the most interesting and fun way to raise money uh, right. for all these causes that I'm dedicated to. So um, now I'm going to be able to do them in our own poker room, which is on the Island Breeze. So um, let me so just ask we're you, out of uh, Palm Beach,
3: Palm Beach, Florida. That's in the yeah, south, south of, and uh, on the east that? coast. It's on the east coast, south Florida.
5: Yeah, and we have uh, we have three s- floors. The first floor is a non-smoking gaming floor. Um, we have 200 slots, blackjack, real craps, you know, dice. So it's not like some of the other casinos that, you know, we've been to. And they, they have this odd version of craps with, you know, either uh, something inside a plastic case or cards that they flip over or, you know, some electronic version of it. It's actually real craps, real roulette. Uh, blackjack, as I said, on the second floor, we have a full sports book. So one of the only places outside of Las Vegas that you can actually bet on all sports and all events. Wow. Um, Well, well, let's just focus on that. And then on the third floor, we have our poker room and an indoor and outdoor, uh, lounge, which people call it a nightclub, but it's, it's more of a lounge, um, for indoor, outdoor drinking and fun, you know, parties on the weekends. Do you have any food on this cruise? Sure. Yeah, we have uh, we have a gourmet uh, uh, chef that cooks somewhat in the buffet style because they have to feed up to 600 people uh, a trip. You know, we go out from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. seven days a week, but we stay out uh, later on Friday and Saturday until 12.30. Uh,
3: well, let me just stop you for a second. I got a couple of questions about this. First of all you go out of Palm Springs, I mean, Palm Beach, Florida, uh, that's north of Miami, uh, not far from West Palm Beach, presumably, and near Hollywood and all those big casinos. What makes you different is that you have live gambling, what would be covered under a class C or whatever the license is that they don't have on the land-based casinos. Is that right?
5: Correct. Because once we go out three miles, we are in international waters so we can have full Vegas-style gaming. So you feel like you're in Las Vegas um, when you're on the ship, you know, in a casino, obviously not the outdoor and and the vast, (laughs) expansive part of Las Vegas, but you feel like you're in a a small Las Vegas casino, um, and it's a lot of fun, and we're having a blast. I mean, you know, I've I've had a lot of people come and visit, and uh, the ship is doing well already. I was really surprised. I didn't think that... People had heard about it yet. Our advertising just started. Um, But people are getting excited because it takes, you know, the closest full casino to us would be the Hard Rock, um, which is down in Fort Lauderdale, and that's an hour away. Um, In traffic, it's an hour and a half, two hours. So for people to drive that far and then not be allowed to throw dice, not be allowed to play real roulette, not have a sports book, um, and then hopefully I'm somewhat of a draw, whether – you know, people, you know, really want to play with me or they want to take my money or whatever it is. um, You know, it seems like uh, we're doing very well for, for our first week in business out here. Well, let's focus a little
3: bit on the poker, and then I want to get to the sports betting, Jamie, because that's something that's quite extraordinary. But before we talk about sports betting, over the week that you've been there, what games have you actually spread? I know you'll spread whatever people want to play, but what have you actually been spreading and what right. game do you the, play? The
5: games that we've actually played so far are uh, we've played one two two five and 5-10 five, uh, with a mix of Hold'em and PLO. Um, but mainly, you know, my, my favorite game is half PLO, half Hold'em. But I've played, played in every single game. If there's a 1-2 game, I will sit in it with people who are buying in for $100 to $500. I'll sit in the $10,000 buy-in game that we have uh, it's a five ten game. Um, it's not a ten thousand minimum, but that's the average that people are buying in for. So wow. I believe the minimum on that is a thousand or two thousand, depending on the group. Um, but I, I was lucky. There's a big group of poker players out here that I met. I moved out here about a month ago, um, and I started playing in some of the games around town, and realized that there's a big poker community out here, and people still enjoy playing with me and. You know, maybe I donate a little more than other people do, but we um, <laughs> have a lot of fun. And-
3: so uh, let's just, we're going to take a break now. We'll be back after a quick break.
0: This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Take the cards, big man. Show us how it's played.
3: Welcome back, listeners. Well, listeners, we're talking to Jamie Gold, World Series of Poker main event winner in 2006, and now he is running a poker room, the Jamie Gold Poker Room, at the Island Breeze Casino in Palm Beach, Florida. Sounds like a lot more fun than the Kennel Club, which is the big poker room in Palm Palm Beach uh, that yeah, I play at. I
5: don't actually look at us as competition. Um, you know, we have people that – we have dealers that deal for us that also work at the Kennel Club. Um, I feel like the Kennel Club offers something that we don't offer. The Kennel Club offers 24-hour, pretty close to 24-hour uh, poker with 65 tables in the room. We're more of a boutique – very small. We, you know, we have between eight and 20 tables. You know, they have an average of 20 to 50 tables going. So I don't think that we're a lot of competition and the people who are coming to us are more tourists. So, um, yeah, some of the regulars, the sharks like to take advantage of the tourists who they're calling fish. Right. So, um, it is most people, you know, are coming on the ship to party. So when you're partying and you're only allowed to drink for the first half hour, there's nothing else to do because you're not allowed to play for the first half hour until we get three miles out. People get a little soft, creates a lot of action in the poker room. Um, but we, you know, we do have limitations. We can only play for five hours at a time. Some people don't want to be, you know, if you're stuck or you're ahead, you don't want to be told you can't, you have to stop playing after five hours. So, you know, we're a little bit different, but hopefully I'm somewhat of a draw that, that makes up for that. And, the fact that all tourists who are pretty much drinking and donating um, make for a really good game. So we kind of make up for the things that that we don't have. But yeah, you know, I, I actually play at the Kennel Club, and and people who work at the Kennel Club play in our in our room right so we're very friendly it's a it's a really good community i think we all kind of support each other down here i understand
3: and there are a lot of other places to play as well let me just ask about some of the mechanics of the game first of all do you have a fee to get on the boat
5: hello uh, what's say? i'm sorry if you have a seat. do you have does it is there a charge to get on the boat oh yes uh if you're not gonna, if you're not playing if you just want to take a boat trip and look out, you know, stand outside in the ocean or going to the ultra lounge or just hang out and watch, you know, all the, you know, our 50 big screens, um, then it's $10. Um, if you want dinner, it's $25. But if you're playing, uh, they comp that for you. If you're even just playing poker. Um, one of the great things that we do offer is that we're the only poker room in Florida that's allowed to give free drinks. I'm sure oh, the others would if they great. could.
3: They're not allowed. So if I, I play poker, I get wrong. if I play poker, I get my admission and free drinks and a buffet dinner.
5: Uh, well, you don't automatically get comp for the dinner if you're playing poker, but if you know if it's somebody that I know and somebody that I'm inviting for you, absolutely. And <laughs> if they become a regular. Then we can do that. Um, and if they're gambling at all, if they play, you know, blackjack for half an hour um, at any level, even the five dollar blackjack, they will comp them and they'll match any comps. So if you're a, a diamond player at Harrah's, they will match that for you, meaning you, they will get you a free hotel right next to the ship. Fantastic. Um, they'll give you the free comps. They'll give you the same level of player that you are in any other casino. They are marketing department treats our players the same way that they would anywhere else. Fantastic. So that's the way that we can compete. We want to make sure. But in the poker room, everyone gets free drinks.
3: That's fantastic. Uh,
5: cocktails, too. And it's not just, you know, our, whatever you want to call our uh, house beverages, um, our, you know, Tito's and Absolute and Bacardi and all the name brands. So oh,
3: This sounds you know, great. This sounds yeah. great. Jamie, I how do you rake your games?
5: Uh, we have um, – we rake similar, just a little bit less than all the other poker rooms that I've been to. The other poker rooms are doing uh, up to seven dollars a hand. Uh, we do up to six. Um, we're just testing it out. We're thinking that you know we may have to be less than other people to you know to uh, to draw the attention. Um, but we're working that out. We just did our first test week, and it seemed to work pretty well. Um, You know, we just want to make sure that the customers are happy. That's our number one goal is not, you know, other poker rooms want to make customers happy, but they have so many laws that are not necessarily, you know, they were created by the government. And and some of them are smart and some of them are not. And some of them are not good for players. So I know that, that I've met with people who work in other poker rooms. They're frustrated because they can't do always what's best for the players. And it's not their fault. But we're allowed because we're not under the same gaming laws. We keep everything fair. You know, there's no colluding in our games, there's no cheating in our games, there's no talking when you're three three ways, but when you're heads up, you're allowed to say whatever you want, which you know is important to me. You can travel for any amount <laughs> yes. from any position if all the players in the game agree to it. Yep. Um, anything that's good for the player. So we make sure we're not we're never over raking um you know we want to stay either competitive or lower than anybody else and we could actually charge a little bit more we don't we just haven't done that
3: okay I got a couple more questions though I want I, we got a couple minutes left I have a couple questions because I want to get to the sure. sports book um, so if I had a dispute how are you regulated is there any agency any group other than you that decides, any questions of uh, disputes or is it pretty much you settle your disputes as fairly as you can and that's the ultimate authority?
5: I know that we are we're regulated um, by uh, the same body that regulates the Coast Guard um, where like you're not there are all kinds of rules that we that we have to work under but we don't have the same gaming regulations. so um, that's a really good question. Uh, I should ask our sportsbook manager, um, there haven't been any issues, but I'm sure that something could come up. I mean, you know, are when you're running a business like this, that's a really good question of the, uh, of the exact body that regulates, um, what we're doing, because I know we are governed. We're just not governed by the same regulations. I know that other, uh, land-based casinos are under, Okay, so maybe it's, a. uh, uh Maybe it's a federal. I think it's a federal law that we're under because when I say we're out three miles out in international waters, we're we're three miles away from shore for gaming, but we're still under American law. I see. Okay. Well, there's so a couple under, more. So I, I actually can answer that question. We're under U.S. law, so you know we were not allowed. we not allowed to commit fraud, um, or but we don't have the same. We don't. We're not regulated by the Las Vegas Gaming Authority, which you know they have some. Some kind of odd rules sometimes about how they handle things.
3: So what what do you now take as far as sports bets? Are you into all sports, pros and amateurs? And they uh, take
5: everything. They'll take the presidential election. They'll take bets on the Oscars. Um, and it's a and it's a very fair line because you can take either side of it. So you know what I mean. That we're yes. we're not under the same exact lines necessarily that Vegas is under, but somebody will look at it as good or bad. So if Vegas says seven and we say six. Well, one side's getting a better deal, not right. necessarily us. You can take either side of the bet. Right. I mean, we never give two lines. We give a line, you can play any either side of it. Well, this so, sounds um, great, Jamie. So I play in the sportsbook. I'm, I'm actually having a great time, and I am winning in the sportsbook, so I'm very, uh, very happy about that.
3: Are you open seven days a week? We are open seven days a week. Great. Now, what's your website so that our listeners can go on and find out?
5: www.ibreezecasino.com. That's I-B-R-E-E-Z-E-C-A-S-I-N-O.com. They can also go to jamiegold.com, and you can, and it takes you right there. You can follow me on at Real Jamie Gold on Twitter, and I'm updating pretty much on a daily basis exactly what's happening in the casino. Um, what's the nearest you airport? Can also go, there's, there's an Island Breeze... Uh, Twitter account and Facebook account. Um, but they should check because once in a while, we, we're down 20 days a year for weather. If And it's not raining. When it's raining, we go out because the, the seas are actually calmer. But if there are really strong, say, 20-mile-an-hour winds, then uh, we won't sail.
3: Right. So About
5: 20 days a year out of 365, uh, we won't be going out. What's the nearest airport to you? Palm Beach Airport, you can fly right in, and you're within uh, 15 minutes from the casino.
3: Do you have some kind of shuttle service, or is there a a limousine service you can buy from the airport to your place?
5: Uh, I don't believe that that's set up yet, but I I know that we do have shuttles. Um, I don't believe that they're at the airport as of yet. Okay. Um, Because almost all of our business so far, you know, in our first test week is local. Fantastic. Um, But anybody who's coming in, it's really convenient and really easy. Um, We're at the Port of Palm Beach. So you know what? There is a shuttle. We just don't run it ourselves because people come in and then they go to the Bahamas. I see. You know, all the major cruise lines go out of, we're at the Port of Palm Beach. So anybody who flies to Palm Beach to go anywhere goes to the Port of Palm Beach. So, yes, there are shuttles that go there. They're just not run by us.
3: Well, Jamie, this looks like a great destination, and I would love to come down, and I will contact you uh, when I make arrangements, and uh, we'll meet up.
5: You you are fully comp dinner, cruise, (laughs) you and all your guests, drinks all night. I mean, always.
3: All right, brother. I loved having you on. If you have any new developments, please let us know, and we'll put you back on again. Thank you very much. Okay. That was Jamie Gold, Jamie Gold World Series of Poker Main Event winner in 2006 and now he is running a poker room the jamie gold poker room at the island breeze casino in palm beach florida we'll have more on that as it develops in the meantime stay tuned we'll be back with another guest
0: Listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey. Call or text the show at 609-474-4627.
4: Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only you'll get 50% off just about any item but that's not all oh no when you select your one item at 50% off you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration plus a free extra gift so sensual we can't mention it on the radio and to top it all off we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order and no or not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, this is Dave from House
0: of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, this is Dave Weishato from House of Cards, with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of April 7, 2014. Well, a good indication that the economy is turning around in northern Nevada is the amount of renovations being done on casino properties in the area. To date, over $100 million has been spent or earmarked for renovations. These include $50 million at J.A. Nugget, $20 million at Boomtown, $30 million at Grand Sierra Resort, and more than $40 million at The Horizon. Experts point to the significant rise in the year-over-year gambling revenue for the area. Golf fans aren't the only ones upset about Tiger Woods missing the Masters because of back surgery. Bookmakers aren't so thrilled about it either. In fact, some sportsbooks are projecting a 20% decline in the amount wagered on the golf tournament. The Masters has been the most popular golf tournament at the 183 Vegas sportsbooks, and Tiger was a 6-1 favorite to win the tournament this year. And finally, a California man lost at a casino but still had a pretty good day. Everett Lampkin stopped by a convenience store on his way to the casino in Temecula, California. While there, he picked up four $5 scratch tickets, got back in his car, and headed to the casino. After losing at the casino, he remembered he had the scratch tickets in his pocket, so of course he scratched them off and found out he won $200,000. Not a bad day for a bad day at the casino. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Great Moments in History. In 1750, while flying a kite with his child, Benjamin Franklin discovered the properties of electricity. That last bolt of lightning smelled like... Yes, the lightning. In June 2008, House of Cards began podcasting. Go to HouseOfCardsRadio.com and click on the Podcast button for all recent show downloads. You're listening to the House of Cards with Ashley Adams.
3: It is with great honor that I present your host, the man who sold the dragon his fire, stole it back,
5: and sold it again to the crypts.
3: Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Uh, We have a lot of different guests on this show, and we like to feature all sorts of different aspects of the poker world and community. Uh, Today, we are going to be talking to somebody who has started a new poker tour, especially geared for the people that like to play poker tournaments but don't have huge deep pockets. They may not be playing in the World Series of Poker Main Event or even the World Poker Tour We have Brian Molesky, who has founded the Mid-States Poker Tour, MSPT. He's with us right now. Brian, are you there?
2: I am here. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing great. And uh, I'm always eager to hear about poker entrepreneurs who start new tours. Tell us about the Mid-States Poker Tour, how it is that you got it started.
2: Yeah, uh, great question. We and, and I noticed uh, in your intro that you mentioned it was new. We've actually been uh, we actually launched in December of two thousand nine. Oh, um, but really, to be honest with you, it's really just been the last year, year and a half where we've started to get a lot of um, you know uh, of publicity and exposure. Uh, we partnered with Poker News this year, so they're doing live reporting at all our events. But. Uh, yeah, we launched in December of 2009 at Canterbury Park. And to be honest with you, it was only really ever intended to be the Minnesota State Poker Tour. That's what it was when we started. So 2010 and 2011, we just had six events at six different casinos in Minnesota. Um, Did and you go like to, I said, just out,
3: out of it. curiosity, were you at uh, Treasure Island, uh, Running Aces, Canterbury? Yep, yep. Where else? Blacks? Yep, you got-
2: yeah, so let's see, 2010, 2011, we were at you. You nailed four of them. Uh, then we were at also Northern Lights Casino and Jackpot Junction. Huh. And so uh, those were the six that we were at the first two years. And that's to be honest with you, that's all it was ever really intended to be. And uh, it just started growing. So our main event is actually a one K buy in, uh, 1100. And but we run satellites and qualifiers throughout the week. It's it was intended to be for basically your weekend warriors, right? Like your your individuals, the daytime jobs that. Can't take away during the week, but they wanted to play for a big prize pool on the weekend, and so I, you know, personally back prize pools. Now, when I first started, we, I was back in prize pools of 100k. Now they're between 200 and 300 thousand, and um, you know, you may have seen lately our prize pools are uh, uh, eclipsing 400 now uh, on a regular basis. Uh, and just and we only run two flights on a weekend, so that's pretty cool. So but, uh, yeah. In, in 2012, we we uh, was the first time we left the state of Minnesota. And um, lo and behold, less than two years later, we're in, you know, this year we have 20 plus events in over nine states. So So tell us the states,
3: tell us the states, and tell us the casinos, uh, at least some of them in the other states.
2: I was going to try, you know, and I'm going to feel bad if I leave somebody out. I'm going to try to nail them all here Uh, uh, Canterbury Park and Running Aces out of Minnesota. Uh, which is you know, both right outside Minneapolis on the north and south side. We're at Miskwaki Casino, and we're actually coming up there in Miskwaki Casino. That's a 300000 guaranteed event. That's in Tama, Iowa. We're at uh, uh, Fire Keepers Casino in Battle Creek, Michigan. We are uh, at Majestic Star Casino in Gary, Indiana, just outside Chicago. We're at Grand Falls, which is basically Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Blackhawk, Colorado, we're at Golden Gates Casino, uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which is uh, Bella Baton Rouge. Um, the bell of Baton Rouge, that old boat, you're on that old boat. Wow. Yeah. So they clear out the whole floor for us. uh, (laughs) So we, uh, we just had our first event on there. That went well. We just had a a huge event out in Colorado. Our first time out there, we had 453 entrants. So, uh, yeah, so it's exciting. It's growing fast. And, uh, and that's why, you know, on the East coast there, I'm actually in the process of starting to expand and work out that way. So you'll hear about us more, but. I can understand in your, uh, your side of the world over there where you uh, it might seem new to you, you know, that you haven't heard about as much, uh, but we're coming.
3: Well, that's terrific. I, I must say, maybe you'll have to change the name from the Mid-States to the Multi-States Poker Tour or something. <laughs> if you're coming out east and you're down in Colorado and you're down in Baton Rouge, I mean, I don't think of Louisiana as Mid-States <laughs> as much as, you know, southeast or, or uh, you know, the uh, Bayou Country or the south, but... Yeah, That's terrific. You go all the way up the Mississippi.
2: Yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're right on that. So, like, uh, like I said, when I started, it was the Minnesota State Poker Tour, and uh, it caught. we wanted to at least keep the acronym, the MSPT, instead of changing the entire name, so we did that. And now uh, I, n- I never really anticipated that it would grow this large this fast. So I'll have to uh, come up with uh, a new game plan regarding the name, I suppose, at some point. Do you have any television coverage? No, actually, what we do and the reason we're so popular, I believe, um, is that we broadcast all our final tables live on PokerNews.com with whole cards. So I use RFID technology at all my final tables. Uh, So like I said, all the viewers at home can see the whole cards of every single player at the table throughout. And, of course, what's cool about that is we have a huge audience on PokerNews.com, and we get thousands and thousands of uh, viewers at, at a time during the final table. We broadcast on Sunday nights, which... As you know, most people are sitting around doing nothing that Sunday nights, so it works out slick. And we, we do broadcast on a 15-minute delay, but, of course, what's cool about it is you're getting to see – you don't know what happened yet. You know, when you see it on TV three or four months later, you already know who won. And uh, you probably have to find it on some obscure satellite channel, but uh, on ours, you can uh, find it uh, Sunday nights. And uh, we do podcasts worldwide with whole cards, so it's pretty neat.
3: Well, you know, I was an employee of PokerNews.com for many years, six years. Okay. I wrote articles for them that they okay. still have, and uh, I, I wish they kept me on. They ended up saying they were going in a different direction. I was writing two articles a week for them. I love the site. I love PokerNews. They have so much stuff. They're the, really the go-to place at the World Series of Poker. I'm glad that they're covering your tour. Uh, are they still based in England? Where are, where's their headquarters now?
2: That's a great question. I know the gentleman that I work with, uh, I work with Donnie Peters and Chad Holloway. Uh, Holloway actually is out of Wisconsin, so I know he plays a number of our MSTP events. Don Peters is, uh, I believe, in Vegas.
3: Do they have an announcer? Is, is Peters an announcer for you? Who does the actual blow-by-blow the co- stuff?
2: The commentating is typically me and then uh, one of the other players, and we generally try to bring in somebody local. Who knows a lot of the players in the in the area?
3: Cool. So if you're down in Baton Rouge, you have somebody from down there, for example.
2: Yep, yep. And we've had, you know, I've even had, I've had Jamie Gold show up to an event in Iowa, and he did some commentating. Uh, Blake Bond, who's played in the uh, um, the the, uh, the One Drop in Vegas, uh, has done some commentating. So we've had a lot of uh, players and local pros that come in and play that, uh, and we switch it up a lot uh, and get different analysis each time from those players.
3: Did you start off yourself just as a player? Were you a poker room manager? Were you uh, just uh, into something completely different? And somebody said, "How would you like to start a poker tour?" How did you get into it, Brian? Uh,
2: well, I was—I was, I was actually—I had a full-time job. I was a senior finance analyst uh, uh, for some large corporations for ten years. But in the process, I would just like everybody else back in like two thousand five, two thousand six. I would—I would travel every single weekend. To Vegas or Atlantic City and play tournaments. I remember traveling to the Trump Classic and, you know, tournaments like that back in the day, trying to be a pro like everybody else. Because to be honest with you, my daytime job bored me to die. I made good money and it bored me to death. And I was like, I don't want to do this forever. So uh, just like everybody else, a few years ago, I was trying to become a poker pro. I'd play on the weekends or, or during the week whenever I could. Um, and then I ended up having kids. And so as my, uh, uh, I got married, had kids, and as my oldest got to be five and started playing a bunch of activities, I didn't want to miss it. So uh, I, I didn't want to travel as much on the weekends anymore. And I, I initially started Minnesota Poker Magazine, which a lot of people you may probably haven't heard of out there either, but it's a huge hit in this region. It's actually on the shelves of five states, on the card rooms of, in five states right now, Minnesota, South Dakota, North Dakota, Iowa, and Wisconsin. And it's mnpokermag.com. And uh, that that site alone gets ten thousand over 10,000 uniques a month. And it basically just uh, shines a spotlight on all the local players. So it's like your you know, your poker news or your card player or bluff or whatever the case may be, except on a local level. So the players that are winning the big tournaments locally are on the cover, right, in that region. And so I started doing that as a hobby, and that got big. And then just through that, I, um, to be honest with you, a lot of the players in this region used to play the Heartland Poker Tour all the time. And they, they initially started out of Minnesota, and I was one of those that tried to play as many events as I could when they were here. Um, but then they ended up, Growing and uh, to be honest, getting a little too large for this region, and they and they and they left Minnesota, and so that's when I saw the opening, and I was like, "Well, let's just start our own," because the players were now looking for something to do, and that's what I did. And uh, like I said, I never imagined it would be national, but uh, that's where we're headed. So, well,
3: this is very interesting to me because you know if you talk to people that have been in the poker industry a long time from the World Series of Poker or Card Player or any of the other places, my magazine, Poker Player Newspaper, you would get the impression that the poker boom is over. And maybe there's a tiny little boomlet in Nevada and uh, New Jersey and Delaware where they have Internet poker. But the word on the street about poker is it's really in a doldrums. But what you're saying is that you are growing like gangbusters.
2: Is that right? yeah, absolutely. We've actually uh, we've set records our last two events, um, including the Wisconsin State Prize Pool record our last time. So uh, just last week we had a 200,000 guaranteed prize pool at uh, Ho Chunk Casino at Wisconsin Dells, which is you know clearly a big spot actually for uh, players in the uh, region because they can bring their families and send them to water parks and stuff. Um, and so we set a, we had a 200K guarantee and our prize pool was 383,000 for a 1K event in uh, and one of the things that I, you know, our numbers are also very true, uh, meaning a, a lot of the industry has gone to unlimited rebuys and all day long um, in their tournaments, whereas we restrict the number of re So you're only allowed a max of one re entry per flight. So, which makes, I think, our numbers even more impressive because um, the numbers that we're drawing are not inflated by unlimited re entries.
3: Right, right, right. You know, when is so, your next? big tournament in minnesota just because my brother is out there and i come out there and i'd be interested to know when is the next big event in minnesota
2: our next big event is at canterbury park and that is uh, april 18th through the 27th and so the main event is the 25th through the 27th so the way that we work is we run flight a and flight b on friday and saturday and then we play all it's a long day on sunday but we play all day sunday until we get done late sunday night so the point of our event is to create a big prize pool on the weekend and not make players have to take off the of work. Um, so we do finish late, late Sunday night instead of the final table on a Monday, um, which has, uh, of course, been a big hit for us as well. So Canterbury Park, the main event is the 25th through the 27th, and we actually anticipate uh, breaking a state record there for prize pool. Uh, the and, and you mentioned the poker boom. So the state record in Minnesota for entrance was 402 back in 2006. And, of course, that's when poker was booming. That's the fall poker classic that they run there every year. Um, And so we anticipate for the first time we're going to, because we're growing so quickly and the way that our prize pools have been going, that we're going to break that 402 uh, this coming April at Canterbury Park. So we're looking forward to that.
3: Well, that's great. I'm very excited about your future as an organ, as a tour. I'm eager to follow you. I can't wait until you come out east, and I hope you will give us a call so we can put you on when you actually open up in, wherever it's Pennsylvania or Ohio or Connecticut or Massachusetts or Florida or any of the places where we have listeners out here. We also have listeners, of course, in the Midwest, in Chicago, out uh, in the western part of the country. But when you come east, let us know.
2: Yeah, I would love to, and I really I really appreciate you uh, the opportunity to come on.
3: Yeah, well, we've enjoyed having you, Brian. Brian Molesky from Midstakes Poker Tour. And, again, I look forward to having you coming back on.
2: All right, thank you so much.
3: Great. Listeners, stay tuned. We'll be back after quick break.
1: Are you or a loved one currently suffering from arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and can't get relief from current treatments? If so, there may be another option. Local physicians are conducting research studies in your area today, and you may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation for participation. That's right, you may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation and study-related care from a local doctor at no cost, health insurance not required. If your loved one have been diagnosed with arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and are interested in learning more about these studies, please call toll-free 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN. These studies are confidential and are taking place for a limited time. We are looking to connect you to no-cost clinical research studies that are testing new treatments for a variety of conditions. Call 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN today to see if you qualify. Remember, health insurance is not required. Don't miss this opportunity. Call 855-912-7246.
4: Are you still shopping the old fashioned way? Well then buzz on over to bzid.com. bzid is your number one online auction source for brand name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung and more at discounts of 75, 85 and 99% off retail.
3: Go to bzid.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to bzid.com. B-E-E-Z-I-D.com. B-E-E-Z-I-D.com. Beezid.com.
0: You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at houseofcardsradio.com. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley
1: Adams. Everybody is to leave here immediately. This cafe is closed until further notice. Clear the room at once. Can he close me up? On what ground? I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. You're winning, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Everybody out at once.
3: Hi, listeners. It's Ashley Adams. I'm joined in studio by my producer, Dave Weishaddle, this is the mailbag segment. What do we have? Uh, what do we have this week, Dave?
0: Well, we have a strange week. A whole lot of people asked us this one question, and it all stemmed from Bob Greenberg. Bob Greenberg is our great guy, GM out in western Pennsylvania for our CBS affiliates in western Pennsylvania. Okay. And sometimes he sends us stories he finds funny or interesting for the gaming report, and he sent me one. Two weeks ago, which I did, and I get prompted a whole lot of reaction. It was the do you know about the Betfair.com survey? Nope. Betfair.com. I know what up, Betfair.com is. They teamed up with Trump to do an online gaming site in New Jersey. And for marketing purposes, they wanted to know where people did their online gambling. You know, so they did a uh, survey. People said at work, on their commute. And forty-two percent of New Jersey residents play online gambling on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no, <shit. laughs> hey, what Hey, it's uh, it's amazing though. It's forty-two percent. Forty-two percent from the crapper said they have played uh poker or s- slots or whatever on the toilet. <laughs> so, so we and, got and, and, and we did the. I did the report. I did the. I had a toilet flush sound effect. It was great. It was amazing. But uh, that prompted a whole lot of questions. Where's the weirdest place you've played online?
3: Where's the weirdest place? I I haven't played in any weird place. No, no. I mean, not. Uh, I mean, I back you... when I played Play? poker, I didn't have a laptop.
0: Okay. So I played at my desk. Period. Yeah, I, I would think if people are playing on the toilet, they're either playing with their phone or their tablet. It's weird that someone would bring a and laptop.
3: I, I just got a smartphone <laughs> a few months ago. Okay. I still don't have a tablet. Okay. I never used a laptop. Uh, I used my computer at my desk in my office, which I deduct from my taxes because I use it for poker. I used to use it for online. Now I use it for writing and uh, composing. So I I've never played anywhere weird. I mean, I've played poker on a boat in Goa, okay, but that's live. <laughs> I've played, you know, up in uh, the Yukon, live. But no, I got no. How about you?
0: No, nope, I've never multitasked like that. You've never were
3: taking advantage of no, Adam no, and Eve products. Yeah, while there playing you go. Poker? <laughs>
0: playing poker. Adam and Eve are fine. This is sponsors. the best
3: hand I've ever come across. <laughs> hey,
0: with a hand like this, <laughs> but no, I have a laptop at my desk. I haven't. I haven't even downloaded any of the software on my tablet or my phone, so I don't even.
3: Use so like we don't that. have so, good stories. To no, to I got it. I
0: wish we did. But I but, would no. be
3: interested in knowing what our but 42%, listeners. Forty-two percent.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So, 40- what kind of questions and comments did we get? Uh, no, basically, where the weirdest place you've played, or how does one do that with a laptop? I don't. Yeah, I don't even want to get into that one. But yeah, you know, interesting stuff like that. It was it was that kind of theme. Cool. It. So what else so, we got? Well, you just got back from what you just said coming into the studio. The oh, yeah, poker yeah, yeah, well, the best the room
3: I, right now. I mean, I love Fox, which I yep. love Mohegan Sun. I love the Taj. I love the Borgata. I love the Bellagio. I love uh, uh, the Commerce, all those places. But in my opinion, right now, the best place to play poker that I know of is just south of Baltimore in Arundel Mills, Hanover, Maryland, a place called Maryland Live. I spent my second weekend there. It's, <laughs> it's worth flying down from Boston. <laughs> Staying in a motel. Is it near an airport? Or? Oh, it's a three-minute drive oh, from wow, Baltimore, really? Washington International. Oh, wow. Literally okay. three minutes. It's two minutes from the Red Roof Inn, okay. uh, which is very cheap. There's, there's a hotel right near it that's even you know 15 seconds away. You could walk to it. Wow. You could actually walk to the Red Roof Inn if there weren't a superhighway in the middle. But it takes uh, three or four minutes to drive around. you got to go a little around the horn. But I had a great weekend. Um, Okay, it's
0: easy to get to, but what makes it a really great poker room, in your opinion? Yeah, Uh,
3: a large, large, large number of loose, passive, (laughs) deep-pocketed, inexperienced poker players who think they know how to play because they've played in basements. And for whatever reason, reason, they have hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands, thousands of dollars I watched games. I played in games. I, I'm not exaggerating. I played in a 2-5 game. I played in five different 2-5 games because I would change tables occasionally to take advantage of the situation. And I played in 2-5 games that were much softer mm-hmm. than the 1-2 games I typically play in at Foxwoods. And i pretty selective in the games I play. I mean, we're talking about games where nobody is a good player, where one person knows what they're doing where there are people, I mean, they know how to bet, they are fast in their action, but they don't have any trickery except maybe a desperation bluff, which is easy to read. It was...
0: It's the people who watch it on TV and think they can they do that. You they know? got okay.
3: the sunglasses, they oh, got the really? headset, they got the hats, they're trying, but they don't have the kind of aggressive uh, play that a lot of the good players have these days. And so for an old fart like me, who plays tight, conventional, wait till you have a good hand, fit or fold, and that with a little bit of trickery thrown in, it's a honeypot. I mean, it's not like people are literally giving you their money. Yeah, yeah. But it is the softest game I've played in in many years, and I did quite well. But it was a product of you have to have self-control because okay. the aggressive moves that can take money away from a good <laughs> player that respects your raises, those moves don't work well. The old moves of being patient and waiting till you have the goods and going all in and having a player with not such a good hand – call you because you can't resist, that's the kind of move that works. So patience pays off.
0: Were you tempted to move up from your 2-5? No, no, no. Nothing no. like that?
3: I was very comfortable. I looked at the five ten game. Those had some tougher players in them. I had no reason to. I I did perfectly well, and I want to go back. Okay. Uh, and I recommend to everybody to go down there. My only reservation is I don't really want to make the games too hard by encouraging really good players <laughs> to right. go down there. But they're...
0: See everyone's listening for this now, and everyone in New Jersey and Massachusetts uh, who plays Foxwoods or City,
3: boom. If I was a serious player who was making my regular nut go into uh, the Borgata, I wouldn't even hesitate. Unless yeah. you're a, if you're a tournament specialist, maybe you want your place. But I would be down at Maryland Live. That's all the fifty-two tables.
0: Is the, um, is the wait crazy still? Yes. I hear it's hours, yeah, here's
3: hours. Know. Well, you get there early on Saturday or early on Sunday, and by early I mean before eleven o'clock, you'll get a seat. You get there at 3 p.m., 5 p.m., 8 p.m. When I was there, there were 23 one-two tables and 90 people on the waiting list, and there were 14 two-five games and 68 people on the waiting list. Uh That's a long wait. Yeah, yeah. So that was what was great. And uh, I'm eager to go back down. My daughter and her boyfriend visited me. We had a nice dinner. There's a Longhorn Steakhouse, which gave us a very nice dinner, less expensive than the Prime Rib Fancy Steakhouse on the site. Um, but there's, there's a food court you can walk to. They have tableside food service. They have a poker menu. They have uh, drink service. It's a great, great room. Uh, two floors. Uh, the poker know? room itself is two floors? Yeah, that's the one disadvantage. Okay, if you are, yeah, that's, uh... if you are uh, incontinent... <laughs> Yeah, right. and you need a bathroom regularly, and you're on the second floor. You got to walk downstairs I, and walk around.
0: I like the fact that you refer to the bathroom, and you called yourself an old fart. I, I think that's in response to the first question I asked you. Maybe, maybe. Like definite theme.
3: Maybe. So. Well, I I really loved it. They also they were doing their big uh, major tournament, not part of any major tour,
0: was supposed to be on TV with some tour coming up. I don't what it was. Yeah,
3: but there were some you know very good. Uh, tournament players there, but they didn't filter down to my 2-5 game. I mean, there were, I I don't mean to sound like I'm, you know, the only pro at the table. There were one or two guys that came in and uh, played well, uh, but there was a lot of soft action. And I was fortunate. I was patient. I hit a couple of big hands. I got tons of action when I did. I made a lot of money from those hands. And then I grounded out and didn't try to trick people, I didn't do what I do up here, which is to build pots with aggression and then steal them with lo- a lot of aggression, which works worked for me fairly well. Uh, but I was patient and played a straightforward, um, solid game and made the money, and I think a lot of people could do it. How, so, how's the rake, real quick? The rake is uh, not as good as Foxwoods by far. No. It's a $5 plus one for the bad beat, which I don't like. But at the 2-5 level with very large pots, it's beatable. Okay. On that note, we're going to have to go. Thanks, listeners. Come back next week. Until then, good day and good luck.